Wait a minute, Stone Cold Baby, you're a girl, who knows? I never see you in the shower. Cause Billy Jack Hayes said so. Life is hard, man. La vida is dura. Gotta believe in yourself. Good morning, listeners, or afternoon, or evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this. This is writer Kath. I'm with uh, Strenuous Man Flurry, as always, and you're listening to the Crossing Borders podcast, where we talk about all things wrestling, some things fan fiction, and it is episode 21. So, this podcast is now legal. Uh, I think it's always been, uh, well, as of a few episodes ago, it was legal. Now it can legally drink here in the States. Yes. <laughs> uh, two year, two episodes ago, it could drink in your neck of the woods. Is that correct? Nineteen. Hell yeah, nineteen years old. I've never told you this, but you have a very pleasing NPR-ish voice. You Thank would do you. well in terrestrial radio, even though that's a dying medium. I, I'm very. I frequently have to leave uh, answering machine messages in my line of work. Oh. Hi, this is Catherine with uh, the photo studio. Just calling to let you know that your order's ready. You can come in and pick up anytime. Thank you. Bye. Wow. wow. Now that's something right there. The cruise ship I was working on wanted to record me saying that. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> so that they could auto-call people. The, on the cruise last day of the ship? Cruise. Yes. Uh, sounds like an interesting job. I worked it for three months. Worst job I ever had. Really? Yeah. Uh, in that three months, I was insulted, assaulted, groped, grabbed, screamed at, pretty much anything you could think of. Any of that? Was any of that good? Um, let me see. The other thing was that I was working 100-hour weeks uh-huh. and making $200 a week, and I didn't like the math. That's a lot of money. Think about it. You can buy duty-free booze. Oh, well, if I wanted to buy booze or socks or shampoo on the ship, I had to pay for all that. Yeah. So... Really not a lot of money. But you had 200 whole dollars. That's a lot. <laughs> right. Why did you do that? Why did you do that job? I wanted to try it. My cousin did it for nine years. That's a lot of $200 she, weeks. Well, she was in a different line of work. She oh. was in the salon. Oh, okay. Was it so one of those salons? People would come to her for like hair, aesthetics, whatever. Whereas I was constantly sticking the camera in people's faces and hard selling, and I Oof. didn't like it. Yeah, that's an awful job. Yeah, it was brutal. I hated it. Well, this is ostensibly a wrestling podcast, <laughs> and we have a whole lit. Actually, kind of a slow week, wasn't it? Uh, there's a few things that went on. A few topics, but a lot to say about. I can't remember anything of note that happened this week. Uh, there was. That oh. Thing with- Daniel yeah. Bryan, yeah, he cut his hair. Yep. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Cameron had a match in NXT. Yep. Lucha Underground had a new show, and yeah. that's about it. Oh. Kind of a paltry show, a paucity of topics this week. Yeah, scarce at best. So, I guess Daniel Bryan did retire. Yeah. Um, and I guess Titus O'Neil got suspended because they were so mad about Daniel Bryan retiring that they took it out on somebody. Who never had a match with him. He never did? I don't think so. You know, that was always on Daniel Bryan's bucket list, was to have a match with Titus O'Neil's dangerous ass. Indeed. So we're going to talk about both of those things. Uh, realistically speaking here, this is going to be a uh, this is like a, a four-segment show here. And then we've got the back-end stuff and the questions. So we're going to go Daniel Bryan's retirement from the world of professional wrestling. We're going to talk about Titus O'Neil's suspension. Um, 
at the hands of Vince McMahon, literally at the hands of Vince McMahon. Uh, we're going to have a fun little topic here where we talk about what moves, if any, should be banned yep. in uh, wrestling right now. Um, that should be a fruitful topic. Maybe we'll even talk about like ones that should be unbanned, that are kind of soft banned or outright explicitly banned, that shouldn't be. And then you'll review Lucha Underground Season 3, and then we've got a couple, or Episode Number 3, Season 2, and then yeah. we got a couple little things, questions, and we'll get the fuck out of here. There's also, uh, I wouldn't mind touching on AJ Styles currently. Oh, I would too. hey Yeah, I know you want to touch AJ Styles. So do you. I would shake his hand. Nothing to like 38-year-old shaggy dog-looking rednecks? What would make you think that? I don't know. I do not know your typecath. <laughs> you haven't been typecathed. Huh. That was Never good. Never say that again. I won't. I won't remember that I said it in the first place. But um, let's talk about this fella, Daniel Bryan. People seem to like him. Oh, my God. And he closed Raw with a long speech, um, retiring, talking about uh, his brain injuries, his great moments, the things that he loved in wrestling, and uh, the moments he'll never forget, the people he'll never forget. Um, really great speech. Really, really, really strong close to Raw in a fun segment I hope I never forget. What were your thoughts on this? Um, you know, the word of the day was definitely bittersweet. Yeah. Because, you know, it's... So many people just talk about how wish how they wish they could have one more... They could have one more match, or just... But they're also, on the other hand, so happy that he's getting out. Yeah. And that he had the wisdom and the, uh, the foresight well, to he, get out while he could. He fought it forever. He did. And then Dave Meltzer's special brain machine convinced him to yeah. retire. What a weird story it is. Like, yeah. I, I don't know Dave's whole involvement in this, but his little complete serendipity, complete happenstance, out in Vegas, I think it was, he, he you know, somebody had somehow walked into a symposium or whatever where they showed a different type of uh, brain scan technology thing, kind of cutting-edge thing. Yeah. And from there, somehow, Daniel Bryan was subjected to it. Mm hmm And uh, it turned out that his brain damage was uh, pretty uh, uh, incontrovertible. He yeah, had it. and basically, what from what he was talking about was that the brain can kind of find ways to work around yes. the damaged areas and as a result the cognitive tests are a bit of a misnomer they're not quite they are not as accurate as people used to think yeah when you're intelligent like when you're like Daniel Bryan of above average average intelligence yeah. you have the ability to reason and 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 work your way through these tests and you're not meaning to you're not gaming the system no. Just, your brain just finds those different pathways. Yeah. It's like when your brain fills in a pattern when you're reading or when you're solving a puzzle. It was doing that for him un completely subconsciously. Yeah. Now, but, I thought... Know. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I thought it was kind of weird at the end of his promo that um, he was laid out. Uh, Kevin Owens gave him the big power bomb through the table. <laughs> Um, which is, you know, how they wrote him out. But I don't think they needed to do that. Um, from what I understand, he suffered a concussion from that. So, very poor choice on their part. No? Not going to play it? Not going to go with it? No. Okay. So, I mean, let's talk about this speech. I mean, it's Thursday, so people have watched this probably a hundred times or heard about mm -hmm. it from someone. But, you know, he talked about 
Well, one, one thing that I really liked about it wasn't just the, you guys made me and blah, 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 but it was just, I'm grateful, and if you have any great memories, you know, of me, don't remember me. Remember the people you were there with, and, mm-hmm. you know, hold them close, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And he, he was very... He's always had that thing about him where he's just kind of like, how in the fuck am I the guy, you know? Yeah, he's always just been very humble and very genuine. And we've talked about that before. When somebody comes to the ring and you can tell they've got their heart in it and they're trying no matter how stupid the gimmick is, you can tell that they want to be out there, that that passion conveys itself on the screen, and he's always had that. Yeah. And even stuff like where he cannot keep a straight face to save his life. <laughs> and he is the giggliest man in wrestling, and it's endearing. It is. Absolutely is. You know, in a, in a business where so much of the time people want to be cool, and they want to be a badass, and they want to, you know, take no shit and be all tough, he would go out there and do silly things. Yeah. And he'd be funny. And he was genuinely funny. And he had he had chemistry with just seemingly everybody in a perf- on a performance level. Well, he was a special wrestler. Yeah. I mean, he had the ability to work to somebody's strength pretty much no matter what. And he wasn't one of those guys who worked down to somebody's level. He always elevated people. Yeah. You know, that's one that's like the one knock on Okada that people will bring up whether you agree with it or not. It's that he can care like he not care. He can have the great match and completely, you know, carry his own end of the bargain. But if you put him in there with someone who isn't at his level, he's going to work down to that person's level. That's not always true with him, but with Daniel Bryan it really never was true. He mm-hmm. always found a way to do something. Even like when he wrestled Big Show and he was heel champion, um, sort of the undeserving heel champion when he mm-hmm. cashed in way long ago, before he grew the hair really long and the beard really crazy out. He had a match with the Big Show where all he did was hit Big Show with a chair repeatedly. And then Big Show would do one power spot and Daniel Bryan would be down he'd run away and then he'd start hitting him with a chair again. Mm-hmm. And just that by itself, you know, he's not going to have like this great athletic full-blown contest with the Big Show, but he found a way to make the Big Show about as entertaining as you can make him in, you know, as a title challenger here in the year of our Lord 2016, whatever it was then, 2014, 2013. Mm-hmm. But man, he had the... And, and look at the matches he had with the Miz, you know, and he yeah. just had Miz doing a lot of Nigel spots, but, you know, it made Miz look like a killer. Yeah. So that was a dude who knew what he was doing. Absolutely. You know, and that's one of the reasons people are so sad, but he really is like, and don't cut me off here, go with me, people. He really is like the ideal of Benoit, that people thought Benoit was. You know, this guy who loved the industry and loved his family and just wanted to leave it all in the ring and tried, you know, so very hard for the fans. And the reality with him was a lot darker and stranger and a little wicked. Yeah. And with Daniel Bryan, you have the feeling that if it's not true, he's been pulling a hell of a long con for a long, long time. Yeah. And, you know, just the sheer quantity of people who went out there on social media and just had nothing ni- but nice things to say about him just goes to show how, what a great reputation he has. Yeah. And, I mean, it was a speech that if you looked around online where, 
even non-wrestling fans were watching and they were interested in this guy. And it was effective. They It had an effect on them. And, yeah, yeah I mean, just... I feel the same way. Like, I'm so happy he's out, but I'm so sad that he's out. I have a lot of positive memories of Daniel Bryan, but, you know, I'm I'm not going to... I didn't cry or anything, you know? He's yeah. not dead. No, he, it's funny. He's not poor. He's not broke. He's not going to wind up, you know, dying. It is kind of, of funny on social media. Some of it does really come across like an epitaph, and it's like, yeah, he's just going home. But... I, and I get it, you know, it is yeah. the death of the character, permanently, forever, you'll never get to see any, he'll never take a bump in no. a WWE ring ever again, not even for the one-off shit, he's not going to take a bump, they're not going to no. let him. So it's yeah. done, best wrestler in the world, right? Done. Yeah, but it's, I think it's also that lifestyle as well, uh-huh. you know, being on the road with this group for, what, five, six days of the week, <laughs> and just traveling in that circle and that insular culture where it's very hard for people outside the business to understand the business yeah, and to travel up and down those roads and have those wild experiences and drive, you know, 200 miles in a night to get to, to the next show. It creates some different bonds. And when somebody leaves that culture it does probably feel like they're gone forever, like you're not going to see them near as often. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. You know, he really was something special, and all of the praise heaped on him is well-deserved. And, you know, I'm glad that his... God, how old is he now? 34, and he was wrestling at 18. I'm not very good at math, but 16 years? Something like that, yeah wrestling for almost he's almost been wrestling for half his life yeah and to rise to the level that he did and be as respected as he was and to keep his head on straight and be apparently a pretty great guy it's good to see him kind of win in the end even if he doesn't get to do the thing that he loves more than anything anymore he does have a job that's going to pay him a lot of money um, mm-hmm. He has a wife, where, and they're going to start a family, and he has a house, and he has passions outside of wrestling, and he still gets to be a part of wrestling, and it's great, you know? Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Mm-hmm. And then you open up the can of worms, like, how about all the other guys in the company who worked in ECW? Or, you know, the old-timers who, in the Attitude Era, were taking those unprotected hair- chair shots, you know? What about yeah. them? And, you know, it's... Ideally, in a perfect world, it'll get convince some of them to get tested and or to take a step back and think, you know, I can take this bump right now, but what about five years from now? What about when I want to have kids? What about when I'm 40? Yeah. So if it at least gets people to think for a few minutes or gets them to reassess so be it hopefully it does yeah any specific Daniel Bryan matches that you want to call out I know people are doing left right and center you know favorite matches we've got a thread in PSP where people are Mm -hmm. just linking their favorite matches Um, there's no shortage no um, I just I love some of the comedy segments he did like oh my god you know what that's what people aren't are probably not talking about 
Yeah. That's what we should talk about. I mean, one of the best was, like, when he was paired with AJ. Was yes. Like, AJ, I know AJ loves me, and I appreciate that. Like, the delivery. He was so phenomenal as, I mean, hate to say it, an abusive boyfriend. Yeah. Just emotionally abusing her. Just the most monstrous asshole. And, like, it was funny because it really fed into AJ's gimmick where she was crazy. She wasn't crazy before Daniel Bryan, yep. but he drove her to it. So, like, that was pretty cool. And he was just, like, vicious with her. I just remember, yeah. AJ, shut up. Yeah, just The way he would deliver. Stuff, like... he, was, he was demeaning as all hell. Yeah. Um, and then he, you know, he went from that and he wound up teaming up with Kane and forming Team Hell No, which was the last, and probably other than his initial conception, the greatest use of that worthless sack of shit. Kane had one of the best matches of, um, oh, 2014 or 15? 2014, probably. When was Team Hell No versus The Shield? Oh, golly. 13. Wow. Oh. Daniel Bryan, Kane, Ryback versus The Shield, TLC 2012, actually. That was a match. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, I remember the, uh, he would do the Lady of the Lake spot that uh, Johnny Saint, the old, old, old-time grappler from uh, World of Sport would do, where he would roll up in a ball. He did this on... Um, Superstar. Saturday Morning Slam. Yeah. Saturday Morning Slam. He was right wrestling Titus or Tyson Kidd. Got Titus mm-hmm. on the brain, I guess. Tyson Kidd, and he does the thing where he rolls up in the ball and offers his hand, and if you take it, he rolls you up basically. But uh, Tyson is confused, and he starts trying to roll Daniel Bryan onto his shoulders to pin him. But Daniel Bryan just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling around, yep. and uh, finally he rolls up Titus or Tyson or whatever. But very silly and very wacky. Mm-hmm. And hilarious. I mean, hearing him doing commentary on Saturday Morning Slam, mm-hmm. obsessing over bears, and then freaking out when somebody locked in a bear hug. Cesaro locked in a bear hug, and he, <laughs> Daniel Bryan is losing his shit over this bear hug. So I wonder if that's why they had the bear in the, um, the uh, 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 JBL and Cole show. Yeah. Or even stuff like The Dazzler. Yes, from the J.B. Allen Cole show. Or Mr. Small Package. Like, Yep. That's the kind of comedy that appeals to me, where someone's not in on the joke. <laughs> I thought you were going to say dick humor, because I was going to say, yeah, that sounds about right. Well, like, they're not, like, hitting you over the head with, this should be funny, and you don't have... Like, Daniel Bryan would be cracking up laughing, but trying to take it seriously, which would make it funnier. But the kind of humor where they everybody knows it's a joke is has never really appealed to me, if you know what I mean. Like the Santino stuff, where it's just so obviously goofy, and it's never really played straight, that doesn't work on me. Yeah, exactly. I don't like being told to laugh, I like when they make me laugh. Go out and earn it. <laughs> but yes, Daniel Bryan, great wrestle man. Great moments from that WrestleMan. Yeah. In and out of the ring, just a class act. It's what they say, and I believe it. I've never, like, 
I've not, I don't I don't think I've ever heard anyone really say anything truly negative about him. I can't remember a damn thing. I'm racking my brain right now, and I cannot remember it. Mm-hmm. Anything. I mean, the, the one thing he's always said about himself is that he's not a great teacher, which is understandable, because he's naturally gifted. So he's going to pick something up very quickly, and it would be difficult for him to gauge why other people can't. He was, he was a really good trainer. He helped train Sarah Del, uh, Sarah Del Rey. He's, well, and he, I know Norman Smiley trains book. most of the divas. I think he's just uh, being self-deprecating or something. He has a good history of, um, of training. I don't know. I, I can see that being the case, though. Yeah. When everything comes naturally to you, it would be hard to explain to somebody how to fix something. When you've never had to fix it, when you've never been there, mm-hmm. when you get it in one try, it would be hard to understand why somebody can't get it after six. All right. Makes sense. No, I, I get where you're going with that. Yeah. Um, so that's it for Daniel Bryan. Literally, that's it for Daniel Bryan. Oh. Poor guy. Uh, he's rich. Beautiful wife. Beautiful wife. wife. <laughs> Um, Titus O'Neil. Titus O'Neil. Okay, so because... g- give people the rundown here. What the fuck happened? All right. Well, apparently, when I think it was when Bra had switched over to the network, so it was still airing. Uh, at one point, Titus O'Neil grabbed Vince McMahon's arm as he was heading up the ramp, prompting Vince to rather violently shove him back. And uh, it initially led to a 90-day suspension for Titus O'Neil for this act. And now it has come out that basically he was trying to say, you know, you should let your daughter go first, done in a playful manner. And it's been dropped down to 60 days, but that's not the only reason it was dropped down to 60 days. Because there was massive online backlash. Yeah, this is basically the Mass Effect 3 extended cut of compromises here, in that they did something that pleases no one and doesn't address the problem by going, okay, 60 days, you're still going to miss WrestleMania. Like, first off, what the fuck? Absolutely. Second off, what in the fuck? You've had competitors in the past who have been busted for DUI, DWI, who have, like, possession. Fucking Cameron tried, after during her DUI, tried to bribe a cop. Yeah. So, far more significant defenses, one would argue. Yeah, one of the Usos has two or three DUIs. We've got Jack Swagger, who got the DWI, um, smoking weed. Um, you have however many, you know, the signature wellness. pharmacy thing. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, you clearly take wellness very seriously or by, uh, what was the last suspension? Like, Ricardo? Uh, Sin Cara, the first Sin one? Car. Like, and if you don't like people, you suspend them for the drug failures. Like, Yeah, there was actually speculation for a while there that Titus brings them in such good PR that this was to cover up a wellness pop? Right, but think about how ridiculous that is. I, yeah. I mean, I get that people would go there, but think about this. WWE, first and foremost, does not do anything that makes them look bad if they can help it. I think... They the, stumble into that. 
I think the 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 reason people jump to that conclusion was because it's just so illogical. Right. Exactly. The severity of the punishment for the crime. So. When you look at the first wellness pop, okay, you're some random dude who's never tested positive, you get popped, 30 days. Right. 90 days. Exactly. There is nothing in their own literature that requires, or even allows necessarily, I guess they could if they really wanted to, but that would make no sense, And you know, if they're trying to cover it up. But yeah. first pop, and Titus has not never failed one, first pop is 30. Yeah. Not 90 and not 60. So testing positive for drugs is a less severe crime in this in this system than unprofessional conduct, quote-unquote. Yeah. yeah, and the little note you had there was from Pro Wrestling Sheet, which is sometimes right, sometimes not, about yeah. him saying ladies first, basically. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, no matter what it was, it's very... Think of how easily this could have been handled, internally. Yeah, Nobody would ever have had to know. Right? Just, Titus, what were you doing? I'm sorry, I was going to say, you know, Stephanie go first. I was just joking. Don't do not do that again. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. The end. Mm-hmm. Fucking the end. <laughs> Instead, it's... Uh, you, you have... You, okay, you don't tell him on Monday. For whatever reason, you tell him when he travels and shows up to SmackDown so, that he's being sent home. I mean, fair enough. He probably had the ticket booked already, etc. Call him! Yeah. You know, like, why make him... That's just another irritating aspect. Like, that's just another knife in the gut. You it's know, you so show up for work shitty. and you get that. Exactly. It's it's just... I mean, first, at the end of the day, hell, at the beginning of this, at, very simply put, this makes no sense. No, no right? It makes no sense. So you start there. You start it, it makes no sense. And then you can't even... Advance from go because it makes no sense. Things okay. have to make yeah. sense. If that other story, that one is true, then apparently the punishment came down as a result of a few people backstage who are kind of getting a little rowdy, so to speak, a little unprofessional. So they brought the hammer down. But the thing is, when if you're a teacher and you have a classroom that's getting a little bit, a little bit unruly. You address the whole class, and you settle the matter. You don't wait for a kid to drop his pencil and then backhand him. (laughs) And dropping your pencil is kind of, I mean, the severity of the crime here, really. Yeah. There's no crime at all! He just did something dumb! Yeah, so it was just a, it was an ill-advised little move, and it just goes to show how completely arbitrary this company is with regards to that sort of thing. Because, okay, if these people are really getting rowdy backstage and starting to cause a bit of a bit of turmoil talk to everyone don't bring the hammer down on something like this you're just going to make people you're just going to put them on edge right and and it's you know everybody yeah. knows what WWE is everybody knows that WWE yeah. is weird and, and and arbitrary and severe for no reason yeah and this isn't the first time uh, they've had to back down on stuff yeah, even though, I mean, they back down to a degree. Yeah. So, they, they've they knocked the punishment down from 90 to 60, or 60 to 9, whatever. 90 days to 60 days. You almost said 69. I know. Say that it. would have been nice. Um, Say 69. No, you pervert. Oh. 
Fine. <laughs> so uh, there's been a couple of cases. For instance, Emma, a few years back, was stopped for shoplifting. She was summarily fired. It came out that she, like, it had just, she had mistakenly forgotten to pay for it. It was an iPhone case, so it's not like it was some grand theft. No. And she was fired. And then it cued this horrendous backlash online. And it would have started to get some traction in mainstream news. Because, again, when you have people with DUIs, DWIs, who just get maybe quietly de-pushed. Yeah. Then... And if they were good, like, it was Alex Riley, you know? Yeah. And it was Jack Swagger who didn't get over in his role with the the DWI. It's like, and it's Cameron. Who is Cameron? Yeah. You know? Titus isn't good, but you're derailing the guy you earmarked for a huge push just to do it? Yeah, just to send a message, but it you'd be far more effective sending the message internally, and rather than having it be this huge shitstorm, nobody's going to care what Titus did, they're just going to care about how the company reacted. Yeah, and to be quite honest, no one should care what Titus did. No. Because, like, I mean, my God, if he grabbed Vince by the hair and threw him down or something, then yeah. okay. But let's look at what he really did and if the punishment fits the crime. He grabbed Vince by the arm... Yeah. He did not, like, grab him like a vice. He just grabbed him by the arm, yeah. turned him around. Vince shoved him. I thought they were goofing around. I thought they thought yeah. the cameras had cut. Great! But they weren't, and Vince was actually bad. Okay, so what? <laughs> Vince yeah. can calm down. You can say, Titus, chill out. Stop being mm-hmm. an idiot. <laughs> How is there any punishment more than that even justified? It's ridiculous. No, it's horrible. And... It should never have come out. It should have been a non-story. But this has happened before where the company has had to backtrack from their stupid decisions because now they are beholden to shareholders. They are beholden to sponsors and social media. And they, they there's no doubt that they are very aware of their online reputation. Yeah. And I still remember during the Be A Star campaign, Jerry Lawler was calling Vicky Guerrero fat. Yeah. Over and over again. Not just a one-time joke. It was basically the crux of his discussion while she was on screen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And people complained about that, obviously, for obvious reasons, right? And this was during the height of their Be A Star campaign. And people were emailing the company they were partnered with. Yeah. And saying, you know what, this is like... This is the company you're working with. This is the company you've got running an anti-bullying campaign where they're bullying a widowed mother of three. Oh, but she's a character, but people, you know... And it was violent. Right? It was... I wrote a letter. Did you? Yeah, I was that mad. That's fair. And... I just found it absolutely ridiculous. And then the next week on Raw, he was like a mouse when she came out. All because about of you. How she looks nice. <laughs> but, so. you know, that's the thing. WWE is an entity, like any other, like any other big business thing that doesn't actually give a fuck about much of anything. They yeah. care about their image and mm-hmm. really not much else, making money. That's it. So there has to be these external 
forces requiring them to be even semi-decent for them to be semi-decent. And, in, you know, in all of these cases, it's just fun to watch because once upon a time, they truly did not give a fuck. And they, they had no reason to. Yeah, and they were brash, and they would, you know... Vince McMahon went on record saying, like, you know, we're only going to drug test people if we think there's a problem, and somebody asked him, you know, what do you consider... You know, just cause, and what do you consider just cause? And he said, if there's a syringe sticking out of his ass. And you you look at, like, the shit they were willing to say once upon a time, and now how they're, like... Mice. I mean, they are they're so easily ridiculous. Cowed. Yeah. But at the I same think... time, it's great because it's fun to see people like that eat it. Yeah, they... So it's amazing how often they just shoot themselves in the foot and then they have to backtrack, bandage the wound, and then do it again. And this is going to be another case, and it really, really doesn't help when this comparatively minor crime and massive suspension, which will be lead to a hugely hurtful loss in pay for Titus because of the timing. So did we bring up uh, It happened Titus. on Black History Month. That's true. Yeah. Did uh, did we talk about Titus's buddy, Batista? No, we did not. Uh, a fan on Twitter asked Batista if he could intervene on Titus's behalf, and Batista's reply was, "No, I told him to do something better. I told him to ask for his release." Yep. Batista don't give a fuck. Batista like goes after this company now, and it's hysterical. It is amazing. And they deserve it. Yep. It's not like he comes across as bitter or wronged or like I never was. I just punctuate whatever he says with him cackling, doing that big yeah. Batista laugh. Uh, God bless him. That dude's in a Bond movie. Yeah. Like, it's, that it's, dude made it. It's wonderful. Yep. And, you know, even a lot of people with the likes of CM Punk, you know, he comes across like such a misanthrope sometimes that it's he might have valid points, but... He's bitter about everything, so... Yeah. It's hard to take him seriously, even when he's right. But Batista, you can just absolutely tell he doesn't... It doesn't matter a whit to him what this company thinks of him. And if he wanted to come back, they would drop to their knees and fillet him. Do you think they would? On Raw. Like, who do you think would be filleting him? All three. Vince, Stephanie, and Hunter? At once. Not Linda. I don't know. Linda has started her own company. Oh, did she? Yeah. What the fuck can she teach people? Maybe she's gonna try for that Senate dream again. God, I hope so. That was amazing to watch her blow $60 million. It was fun to see it happen literally twice. Yeah, $60 million. Trying to buy a fucking election, can't do it. Oh, it feels good. Feels good, man. (laughs) Yeah. They're so stupid. So, the tightest thing is like... Might seem like a small deal, small potatoes, Mm -hmm. as they say, but it's fun to watch them squirm, and Lord knows the dude didn't deserve it. No. So it's doubly fun to see them squirm. Not for a guy who's brought them so much good PR. How about what if he didn't? Then, you know, know, he didn't, no, no, doing that, in a nutshell, does not deserve any sort of suspension. No, good God, no, absolutely not. But when you look at a company that is this obsessed with PR and brand management, etc., that's a phenom- it's even stupider. And I don't, any any wrestler, if they had done that to Adam Rose or Fandango or anything, yeah. p- 
people would still be as pissed off. I would hope. Yeah. Because it would, you know, mm-hmm. they deserve to be yeah. spit upon. They they did something shitty. Yeah. Um, but you know, anybody who takes it like you grab your boss and see what happens, you know, you really don't get wrestling. I mean, have you ever watched the WWE? Have you seen how they operate? Kofi fought Vince McMahon, like had a mock wrestling match with him. Yeah. Um, he, Vince tried to take down Brock Lesnar once. Yeah. You know, this is what they do. You know, they horseplay. They goof and, around. You know, sometimes Vince wants to be one of the boys, and sometimes he wants to be the boss, and you don't know which one you're getting yep. at any given time. So even if it was wrong place to do that shit, which it was, it wasn't wrong place enough, because it didn't hurt anything, you know? No. Like... There are a million ways where that you, you could see something like that, you know, in a different context. If he had done it earlier, or if he was like interrupting it somehow, which would be ridiculous. But it was at the end; everyone had left. He was just trying to do something, you know, cute. The yeah. end. The end. And the the company has gotten so much more bad publicity for their overreaction than they ever would have. Just letting it slide. They wouldn't have gotten like, anything if they let it slide. At all. Nobody no one would have known. cared. Exactly. It would have just been kind of an odd footnote that somebody might have maybe noticed. Yep. Or, oh hey, Titus just happens to lose his next five matches. And no one would know. Yeah. No one would know. Completely stupid. Yeah. Um, do you know anything about uh, Axel Rotten, who passed away recently? Not especially, no. Yeah. I wasn't an ECW guy, so... Same. Supposedly a very nice guy. Yeah. Not nice. not like the other guy named Rotten. No. Who is going to come up in a uh, Twitter question later on in the evening. Alrighty. We'll let that one stew. Now, third topic here. What moves should be banned in wrestling for the good of the performers? And if you got any, ones that should possibly, I guess, be unbanned. But do you, can you think of any moves that happen in the WWE? So I'm not talking like the Emerald Flosion or the Burning Hammer, because that doesn't oh. happen in the WWE. But moves... they've, they've started to do a lot of the uh, the apron spots. Yes. And it's just nerve-wracking to see those, because they look terrifying. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like they're very safe at all. And if they are, there's... A very slim margin of error. Yeah, they're they're not particularly safe. No. They're they're very dangerous. Absolutely. So I I would like to see that one go by the wayside. Yeah. Um. Let me see. Um. This one might surprise people, but I think the German suplex should be pretty much completely eliminated, even though it's one of my favorite moves. Wow. Um. And it's just the simple fact that we really have to be smarter about protecting people's necks and yep. about protecting people's heads. And you land either on your neck or your head or both mm-hmm. when you take that move. It's just the simple reality of physics. Yeah. You know, you're flying backward, and if you're lucky, you hit a little bit of your neck. If you're unlucky, you hit a lot of bit of your neck. And if you're really unlucky, you hit the top of your head. Yeah. And it doesn't look like a crazy move. I mean, it's not as... No, it's one of those that's kind of deceptive because you could throw around a bunch of those in the course of the match. Yes. And it's innocuous. Exactly. So. 
but and obviously Brit, it's yeah. it's you know more dangerous brothers all need to go too even though they don't you know they don't do them in the WWE though you're never going to see a dragon suplex um, yeah. actually the mania match with Triple H saw him do a tiger suplex which was um, surprising oh. one more move that I would like banned just because it looks so stupid is the figure eight <laughs> just do a figure four man yeah it's I mean visually you can just see there is no pressure. On the legs. It's the figure four with pizzazz. I don't, I don't. That's a little silly. Yeah. So it just, from a visual standpoint, it looks so stupid. Yeah. And that's definitely one that should go, in my opinion. I agree with you. Um, the rack attack. <laughs> the debilitating rack attack. Yeah. Any any move where you are taking the force of the move on your knees is not good. No, I mean even. In uh, back in the day with Victoria, when she had the black, the widow's peak. Yep. She initially took that on her knees, and then she started dropping to her butt instead. Yeah. Which is the smart thing to do. Yeah, and even at that, that probably hurts like a bitch. Um, I mean, it's not like she's actually supporting the weight upon landing. It sucks for the person taking it because they still do land on their knees. So that's mm -hmm. probably unfun. Yeah. Um, the moves like the tree slam, the Kali tree slam, that needs to go where he picks you up and throws you back. Yeah. Because you cannot control your fall very well, so you whack the back of your head. Absolutely. Realistically, power bombs need to be rare enough that they mean something. Because you can yeah. do them safely, but I love there power is, bombs. there's too much margin for yeah. error, you know? Um, you know, one that I, like, on the other topic, like, one I kind of miss lately is the choke slam. Yeah, that's a safe move. I mean, it's about the it's it's amazing for wrestling. It looks impactful. Mm -hmm. You can you can throw some mustard on it seriously, like oh, yeah. get, make it look great. It's about the safest bump you can take. You can reverse it in a million different ways. Yeah, yeah. The choke slam is like a top tier move. It's absolutely great. We should have just like everyone should be allowed to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's. <laughs> Yeah, like, if, I certainly wouldn't mind it. Like to see like Callisto chokeslamming fools. Yeah. Um, The double stomp. Never liked it, never will like it, and I'm talking no. the top rope double stomp. Whether it's Alberto's version or uh, Finn's, Finn's version, doesn't matter. Yeah. Get rid of it. Looks like shit to, I mean, Finn hurt himself. <laughs> yeah. Finn, you know, um, Del Rio's gonna. I just get rid of it. Yeah, it doesn't look great at all. Maybe save it for... You know, if Finn's turning heel, you know, kind of like pilmanizing someone where that was a huge deal. And even just threatening to do it made you a monster. Yeah. God, that could that work. Pilmanizing people was so cool. It like, was cool when people did, like, one, you know? Yeah. Just go on the top, up on the top, land on mm -hmm. the fucking thing, not put their leg in it, stomp, 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 hit it with a chair. Yeah. I mean, hitting st like hitting the ladder with a chair always looks stupid. Yeah. That should be gone, again, for stupidity's sake. Remember when Samoa Joe tried to break into a cage by hitting the uh, chain yeah. and lock with a chair? Do you remember <laughs> and Kevin when Nash looked at him disdainfully. Do you remember when Mark Henry yes. ripped a door off or ripped the lock off? Because he forgot and which part was gimmicked. And he just did it anyway. <laughs> just ripped the fucking chain. Snapped it. Kudos to you, Mark Henry. That is a man who is stronger than... You know, people have said, um, if he's stuck with Strongman, 
he might have wound up being the greatest strongman competitor of all time. He's just so innately strong. Yeah. So. Um, I'm trying to think of what other moves I've seen in WWE in the last year or so that um, I don't want to see. And I can't think of any beyond all those. Um, um, no. There's... Nothing else. Yeah. No, I'm trying to think. Um, I would like to get Kofi Kingston to stop kicking people so hard in the face. When was the last time he even did? Well, wait, Miz lost a tooth. Who was he wrestling? Uh, I don't remember. He was he wrestled somebody on Raw and got AJ? a tooth knocked out. Was it AJ? Might have been. It was brutal. Yeah, because Miz wouldn't have been wrestling Kofi. No. But Kofi just had a brutal reputation for a while. Um, I would like to ban the, most of the Ryback wrestling. <laughs> because he's so freaking unsafe. Is he, is he still unsafe? He's pretty bad. He's good enough for... Uh, to be Stephanie McMahon's pet project. I was going to say he's good enough for, you know, Brian loves him. Loves bullying him constantly. Yeah, as a buddy. He. <laughs> They're so cute together. I ship them. Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, just be... You know, like, I think if you take any move often enough, it's going to hurt. Yeah. And, it, and it's just a matter with me, you know, I just want to protect people's knees yeah. and their necks and, you know, their spine and their head. And for, for me, it's like, you've covered that, and I'm like, from the visual standpoint of... This looks stupid. Yeah, and speaking of, I'm glad that nobody does the fucking Playmaker. Yeah, the roll the dice. Ugh. Ugh. It's ridiculous. Awful move. Yeah, and for a while that was just everybody's finisher. I like that something, you know, there. I wish there were more moves like the RKO. You know what yeah. I mean? Something that just looks so elegant, is so easy to take, no, no real risk to the person giving it, the person taking it. You can do it in a hurry. Always gets a big pop because it's such a surprise. That's a great move. It is. It's very true. So, um, are there any moves that I want returned? I really don't want pile drivers. I think they're too dangerous. No. I think once in a blue moon, like to, again, if somebody's turning heel and they want to emphasize the viciousness. Yeah. Cool. But for just everyday use, no. Yeah. And beyond that, they don't really have a whole lot of moves, you know. Like, obviously, they're not going to have you do the high-impact head drops, so... And I don't want those. No. So, no. anybody wants those anymore. Don't got any any moves that need to come back. So, um, if you would, Kath, writer Kath... I don't remember you writing anything recently, by the way. I read fan fiction last week. I know. Do you have another one? No. Have you raised $500 yet to write your erotic fanfic? No. If you I, do raise yeah. $500, if we start a GoFundMe, sure. will you write one? I will. And will it be, like, just absolutely disgusting? I'll have some I'll have some limitations on what I'll write, but... Should, should we talk about it off-air? Sure. Okay. Then if you would, Kath, <laughs> tell me about the third episode of the second season of Lucha Underground. Okay, so... Uh, oh, by the way, by the way, sorry to interrupt, but did you Thank see you. that Dario Cueto was on the Super Bowl? No, I did not. He was in the Prius commercial. Wonderful. Yep, everybody was freaking out over it on Twitter. Well, the thing is, I mean, 
he's trying to get back to the temple. So <laughs> he's probably just taking a few odd jobs where he can. I hope Detective Joey Ryan didn't see him. I know! <laughs> Super cop, Joey Ryan! It's great. I was so excited. Oh, I need you um, to tell me all about this show. So their Cobra Moon debuted? Thunder Rosa is her lucha name. Yeah. Outside um, of Lucha Underground. Her mannerisms were very good. Like, she was quite snake-like, but, like, her strikes were just garbage-looking. I heard it did not go that well. No, it was just, like, sub-diva level Ow. hitting. Ow! It was bad. Hmm. So, um, yeah, let's see. Super Cup Joey Ryan. And Joey's going to be undercover. And they're trying to flush out Dario Cueto. Yeah, it's Joey, and do you remember who the other guy is? Not off my head, no. unfortunately. But, um, so, yeah, so he and the other guy are going to be undercover as wrestlers who don't like each other. But they're actually cops on the lookout for Dario. And what I love with Lucha Underground is they have established their rules for the camera. And they're sticking to it. People are not aware the camera is there. People in the crowd don't know. Mm. Don't see the backstage, the vignettes. I gotcha. So it's very clear on what the rules are. And it's cool as hell. Uh, let's see. Um, Phoenix was there. Aerostar is coming back. He is a time-traveling spaceship man. What? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Aerostar is a great flyer, so that's good. He, he's literally a rocket ship. He is a rocket ship. Yes. Okay. Uh, Jack Evans defeated Drago. He's a Rudo now, right? Yes. Um, I love the story that initially they didn't really tell him he was going to be a Rudo. Mm -hmm. They just told him to heal it up a little bit. And so he basically just started imitating Teddy Hart. <laughs> And oh, not only God. that, I know, it's beautiful. <laughs> and it was perfect. You watched that shoot interview, right? The uh, the best friends with Teddy Hart? Oh, it was so awkward. God. I couldn't, e I couldn't even make it through the whole thing. I turned the sound off, and I was the one who was showing that. Yeah. Oh. Like, wow. Yeah. That dude's messed up. Seriously. And it's hilarious how he, you know, he talks about other wrestlers and, like, people, you know... He, he doesn't really like other wrestlers, like wrestlers. They're, but, you know, because of his family connections, he's expecting this and that and the other. It's like, no, fuck you. Mm. If you're going to be a wrestler, you're going to have to learn to deal with wrestlers. Sorry. <laughs> you, don't, you don't exist in a, like a Pope mobile where you get carried out to your match and you don't have to talk to anybody. It's a tight-knit business. Very true. And it's one of the few businesses where somebody might have been around for only six months, but if they're nice and they're smart, they can be friends with somebody higher up really hurt, really fast. Mm -hmm. So, hate to say it, but just because you got the last name Hart doesn't, mean, doesn't entitle you to too much special stuff. I mean, he got chance after chance. Yeah. And he's crazy. Yeah. Dude's very obviously out of his mind. Yep. That will happen to... I mean, I'm just shocked that more 
you know, Bret Hart, and and I heard he had successful surgery, I believe. Good. So good on him. Hope I'm not yeah. getting bad info here. But um, I'm just surprised that more hearts, well, not more hearts, but I'm just surprised that the already very fucked up Hart family is not more fucked up. Yeah. And it just, you know, for the most part, it seems like Brett's been able to let go of a lot of that bitterness. And mm-hmm. Natalia seems like she's really a perfectly normal, happy cat lady. Seems like it. Who knows yeah. what secrets are lurking there. Yeah. I can't believe she broke Tyson's neck. Because uh, he would put the dishes away. Is that what happened? Yeah. Damn. She just went, She's intense, you know? Yeah. Heart family fire. <laughs> Very serious about domestic duties. Exactly. Know your role. Shut your mouth. <laughs> um, so, goddammit, Super Cop Joey Ryan. Joey He had the lollipop. Ryan. Oh, did he really? In the office, yeah. Was he, was he wearing his U-porn hat? Uh, no, he was just dressed like, uh, like he was from CSI Miami. Okay. It was pretty wonderful. Uh, Dario has yet didn't show up this week. I'm a little disappointed. I cannot wait for his arrival. Coming soon. Uh, yes. The man is fantastic. Uh, but beyond that, yeah, just uh, pretty standard episode. It feels like they're... It's like an actual TV show where they're laying out... They're establishing a bunch of stuff early on, and then they'll dig into the meat of the different plot lines and they really excel at not showcasing everybody all the, in every episode they don't try and shoehorn everybody in all at once yeah and it's that really that is nice really to their strength and whether yeah. that's a uh, you know part of just having a one hour show or if it's by design either way doesn't matter that is a huge breath of fresh yeah. air uh, speaking of, uh, just one more thing about Raw is they have really done an amazing job of building up Ambrose versus Lesnar. I was curious your take on this, because even though I didn't watch it, I yeah. heard two different schools of thought there. And one was it made him look like a complete loser by getting laid out twice. And the other school of thought was he just looked like a fucking crazy man. It, Yeah, I mean, the first time he did get laid out, it made Roman look in- infinitely weaker because... Dean got F5'd, Roman got hit with a little bit of the table and Dean. But Roman was out. And then the second segment, it wasn't necessarily him getting laid out. Well, it was, but he got F5'd. He was begging for more. He was out there. He was calling Brock Lesnar out in a way nobody ever has. Mm Mm-hmm insulting his manhood in literally and figuratively and just what he, he said mean things about brock's dick yeah what did he say uh that he couldn't get it up mm. straight, how the fuck does he know straight up did sable tell him maybe maybe they facetime <laughs> dean and sable would you watch that on the network i would dean and sable facetime yeah that would just be surreal that would be pretty fucking weird. Um, but yeah, for me, and it was Ambrose in backstage begged Roman not to come out. And I thought it made Dean look stronger. It it made Brock look like a beast, but it made Ambrose look like he was just something no, like Brock had never faced before. This dude who would just get back up or ask for more. And 
Ambrose has did an interview with Michael Cole and he talked about how he can take all this punishment and eventually a dude as big and heavy as Brock gets tired. Because 300 pounds is a lot to carry around. And when you when you're throwing people around, you cannot do that forever. So, like he Ambrose has very clearly laid out his strategy. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how Roman has just become completely superfluous. You know, I, I will say I'm very happy that uh, Dean Ambrose, so long as he's been a solo, yeah. um, has always had that one enduring character quality about him. Um, and that goes back, you can go back and look at the uh, the ladder match, or was it a TLC match with uh, Seth Rollins, where he just would not stay down. But he's always had that quality. He will keep yeah. getting up over and over and over. And I think that really helps a character when they have that one thing mm-hmm. that's always there, and they're always playing it, and it's always emphasized. Yeah, it's not something they've had to pull out of thin air. Mm-hmm. It's not like Ambrose is in this match with Lesnar and suddenly he's like, aha! You know, I've been studying with, you know, the ghost of Luthez, and he's taught me this five-point exploding heart punch technique. You're fucked, Lesnar. (laughs) They haven't had to pull this out of thin air. This character trait about Ambrose has been established, where he will just take more punishment than anyone. Exactly, and keep on a coming. Yeah. And then they do shit like name his clothesline the wacky line. They that they haven't really played that up. Let's hope they, not. I think that's one of those things they did for a week, realized it was stupid. Like hopefully Titus's uh, Hopefully Titus's suspension is uh similar. Yeah. Um but yeah, they've done an amazing job of building up Ambrose versus Lesnar, which is honestly a match I thought I'd only get to see in, like, TEW. <laughs> so it, Roman's it, just been completely on the periphery of it. Yep. Although they do keep doing the thing where the authorities calling Dean, you know, your little brother, little buddy. Yeah, and Heyman's doing the same. So, interesting, if that yeah. goes anywhere or not. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a decent way to sow a little bit of Discord, but Roman and Dean are kind of no-selling it. Because, you know, Heyman says that, then Dean goes straight up and picks a fight with Brock. Yep. And initially, like, you can tell with Heyman, like, he wasn't banking on that. And he it's... Brock is very amused by somebody just stepping straight up to him, but... And so it's... They've built up this great dynamic, and Roman Reigns just happens to be there. And if they build to Ambrose versus Lesnar at WrestleMania, I'll be happy as hell. <laughs> Honestly? We'll see. Yeah, I'd be I'd be thrilled. We shall see what yeah. they do. Exactly. Um, so going on from there, uh, did you have any other Lucha Underground notes? Um, you ended at the cop thing, and I think that was the last thing, but... That was, uh... Cobra Tejano, Moon is... Yeah. Oh, Tejano had a bar fight. Yes, he did. Beat up some dudes. Some luchador thugs. <laughs> Why are there luchador thugs? Well, in the previous season, when it was Dario, all the thugs were kind of like... Boyle Heights, you know, gangbanger types. Ah, now that it's Katrina and Meal, they yeah. continue the motif of, you know, being dead guys or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
they're trying to curry favor. Get into the temple. Guy, head of the temple right now is a big scary luchador, so best way to get some attention will be to be a big scary luchador. Can I ask you something? Sure. Why is Katrina magic? Oh, everybody. There, there's a spaceman and a dragon. Yeah, but and a phoenix. But the magic person, Katrina. Yes. Is like the most powerful. Uh, she has that stone that controls Mil Muertes, so that she can be... teleport. Yeah. She like beat up fucking uh, what's her face? What's her name? Uh, the the other woman in the trio. Oh, Ivelisse. Ivelisse, yeah, like just beat her up one time. Like, it's weird. Yeah. yeah so uh, the stone could probably give her those powers. Sure, I guess we'll go with that. Alrighty. <laughs> um. So that's Lucha Underground. Uh-huh. AJ Styles lost? Yes, he did. He's going to lose to Chris Jericho on SmackDown. Spoilers! And, uh, so, the thing they seem to be going with with AJ is that they they call him the redneck rookie. Right? And it's like, AJ has a relatively short shelf life. He's 38, he's got a janked up back, so... Don't. Don't do that. No. He, you know, people react to him. He's a big star. Yeah. And they they have this thing, and they it's going to take them a while to shake, but they always treat people, like, who've never been to WWE as if they've never been anyone. Right? And it's just a, it's a quirk of theirs. And even on NXT, they will acknowledge who someone is or who they were before the name change and they will talk about their international experience you can't just do that you can't just erase somebody's career accomplishments when it makes them seem more impressive I would suggest that yes you cannot do that and so the 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 simpler way to book it would be to have Jericho lose have it be close and have Jericho get more unhinged as he's trying to show he's still got it, but AJ just keeps being that slight bit better. And then Jericho snaps. Yeah. Jericho can win as a heel. Yeah. Jericho can give AJ his first loss, you know, as a heel. Yeah. But I don't know if I would do that anyway. No. Just when you have someone like AJ who could be a hot commodity, why not see if he could be a hot commodity? You paid yeah. a fuck ton of money to get him here. Exactly. Don't slot him. Don't make him just another guy yet. See how far you can go with him. I mean, if you're going to call him, though, the rookie redneck, I don't know. You might not have anything <laughs> there no. to see how far they go with because come the fuck on. Mm-hmm. Rookie redneck. So stupid. Not only that, it's a stupid nickname. Yep. So I don't know. AJ, what, what do you think about AJ's long-term success or failure in um, the WWE? The dude's talented enough that he can spin a fair bit of shit into gold. If he's just going to cash a paycheck and peace out, I don't blame him. Um, but I think he's talented enough to really bring a hell of a lot to the roster if they'll let him. Yeah. So, yeah. We will see, I suppose. Yep. Man, he really does add... You know, a, a lot of uh, much-needed depth to their depleted roster. I miss Cesaro. 
Yeah. You know, I miss Tyson Kidd, too. Miss them as a tag team, miss them as God. singles. They were so good. The Dudleys turned heel. Yes, they did. Yeah. Not much to say about that. It's probably better for them. The Dudleys need to be off my TV. Yeah, um, if they're going to be heels, at least it gives them the opportunity to put a lot of people over. So. Oh, good. That's good. They have Whatever. a history of doing that. Yeah, well, I mean, at this stage in their careers, I'm being sarcastic. I hate so, them. I, I hate know. them! I know. Okay, here's a question for you, man. Tell me, Kath. You Lori. have the option to push the button that either the Dudleys or Kane never appears on WWE TV again. You can only push one. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Uh, it's kind of unfair, because I feel like the Dudleys are going to be around for a year, maybe, at most. And I know Kane's not around right now, but I bet he's still going to go for, like, five more fucking years. So with that in mind, I'm getting rid of the uh, Kane. Wow. Yeah, I really hate Kane. The Dudleys are just, like, the most obnoxious, but they're in the tag division, and I know the tag division don't mean shit. Yeah. Before oh, too long, and, they uh, get rid of it. The Lucha Dragons are back together. Oh, what a waste. I know. What a waste the of the U.S. Kalisto. champion, Kalisto. Oh. <sighs> Now being in the tag division. Whatever. Yep. Whatever. Exactly. Tell me about Alexa Bliss versus Cameron from NXT. It was terrible. This also, to my knowledge, is heel versus heel again. Yes, which led to the crowd being completely apathetic because they didn't know who to root for. <laughs> to they be not... fair, I don't think those two with a proper face-heel divide would be able to get much of a crowd reaction as it is. But... It, that certainly didn't help them. True that. So, yeah, I mean, they need that dynamic. They need to get that clear-cut line back. Is Alexa, like, going to be wrestling for the belt or something? I don't know. Um, I, get, I get that you got to get people experience, and yeah. there is something to say about wrestling for television versus working house shows, but, like... <laughs> yeah. Seem, seem, NXT it seems is a, like an odd choice. Right? Yeah, I mean, let's see. Right now, the face division is Asuka and Bailey and Carmella. Yeah. So. And and I mean, Asuka's probably turning. I don't know. They're with that. I mean, on the heel side, you've got like Emma. Yep. And uh, what's her face? Eva Marie. Uh, you've Mia got Jix. Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke. So yeah, you got way... the Rock's cousin. What's her? Yeah, Nia Jax. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm they just don't, saying they can't afford to turn Oscar heel. Well, it looks like the belt feud, and it's not like any of the other women in the. No offense, it's not like any of the other women in NXT matter at all. It's Bailey yeah. and Oscar. Those are the only two, and they're looking like they're going to do a feud. So yeah. you know, eventually they're going to bring up Athena, mm-hmm. um, whatever they're going to call her. Yeah. Um, who else is waiting in the ring wings? They've got uh, all those fitness models that they hired. They hired Jesse McKay, who isn't that good anyway. Um, yeah. But you know what? I've seen a lot of Shimmer women come through who aren't that good anyway, who turn into just, like, incredible wrestlers. So yeah, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Exactly. Like, right now, their division took a huge hit. Yeah. Yeah, and... but they've got some... Like, Athena is really good, so... Yeah, you know, I I'd just... Lo- feel... Yeah. It just seems like NXT is very much in a holding pattern right now. Yep. 
Like, they're kind of building to the next show, but at the same time, it just doesn't feel like it has that same momentum that it did. Yeah, yeah, and, and we'll see what happens as they get closer. When When is the next show? I don't know. Mania? No, it can't be no. that far off. No, it's but, I mean, probably in the next few weeks. Yeah, it seems like they're, you know, they're... Oh, I thought the last show had the least amount of hype, and that turned out to be, like, the best show they've ever done. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. But I, I feel like the direction is Bailey Asuka. Um, if Finn can work, he'll work, what, Joe again? I don't know. Probably. Yeah, they, uh, they're they building up to uh, Zayn versus Joe for number one contendership. Ooh, Finn versus Zayn. Then you can do the Balor Club. Yeah, be fun. Perfect. Yeah. And then hopefully Gable and Jordan can do something because they're like the best act. Yeah. And the vaude villains are yeah. kind of teasing, maybe turning. Oh, they're still teasing that? Yeah. Wow. I thought they had, were going to pull the trigger on that forever ago, but I don't follow NXT, so. Yeah. Do you actually watch? I do. Then you can review that as well as Lucha Underground every week. Because they're one after the other. And I'll keep talking about how I'm going to watch Ring of Honor and TNA and never do it. You asshole. Yes. Uh, TNA is actually a lot of fun. Or, uh... <laughs> wow! Ring of Honor. You mark. Ring of Honor is okay. infinitely more fun. It, Ring of Honor does have some very good matches on it. I should get back into Lucha. I'll get back into Lucha. Good. I'll review Lucha. You know, I feel like I'm... Like I'm carrying you in this podcast because you, you don't have a shit lot of to talk there. about because you don't watch wrestling because you go to bed because you're old. <laughs> Technically younger than you, but not in spirit. No, you're you're crotchety curmudgeon in spirit. I'm not crotchety, but I am curmudgeonly. Crotchety. Oh. <laughs> curmudgeon. I, I I you know in some ways I am. I'll cop to that. All right. So, um, basketball's about this time. I'm just kidding. Let's talk about, uh, I guess we're done. Questions, then. Do you have anything else you wanted to talk about or go back to any of these topics that we talked about? No, I think we're pretty good. All right, I got one. Um, All right. It's February now. We talked about doing this about two months ago, but we still do need to watch the uh, Ms. Page Christmas movie. Yes. So let's find a day someday. Yeah, uh, Monday I'm actually off work. Uh, Monday? Yeah. It's a I am not off work. Sucks to be you, <laughs> jackass. Might we might we might plan a little something though. Maybe Sunday. It's it's uploaded, so. Right on. Whenever we want to do it, just let me know and yeah. I literally Saturday, need ten Sunday. seconds. That'd All work. Right. Alright. Cool. Um questions, you got any? Uh yeah, not as many as you. Good. Um Blue Blue Army Man asks Kath, have you listened to the Lost Bowie album, Leon? I haven't yet. Have you, Man Flurry? I linked you it. Oh, you did? Yes, I DM'd you that, and you ignored it. Oh, you're right. No, I have listened to some of it. It um, is you... the most masterful, wonderful thing, hmm. outside of Station to Station, that he has released. I mean, legitimately top five of his. Um, one of the most... I think I was on my way to work, and I just didn't have the chance to listen, but uh, that'll be on the uh, priority list tomorrow. Yeah, that is, if, if when you listen to it, if you can, if you can find a quiet place and just focus on it, because it is one of the most challenging and draining experiences of musicdom. It 
like you can follow along. Like if you go back in time and a few days ago when I linked that to uh, Blue Army Man, he said it was the most draining album he had ever listened to, or one wow. of the. Um, so I'll probably listen to it on Saturday because that is typically a quiet day at work. There you go. Yeah, that it was. That was initially what was uh, uh, what outside. You know, the uh, 1995. I think that album yeah. outside came out. That's what that was initially envisioned as. And then it became something else because, you know, they kind of realized this is in no way marketable, and they went with something a little bit more standard, even though it t- outside is very weird. Um, Leon is its own animal. I mean, my God, that is a weird album. Cool. Glorious album. Hope you right like on. it. <laughs> Good question, Blue Army Man. Exactly. What else you got? Okay, Beef Jerky Robot. What is it like for Manflurry to know he will never be more than second strongest? Eh, you know. You never know. I might kill the strongest guy. Who is the strongest guy, Kath? Mark Henry. Mark, World's strongest man, Mark Henry. Strenuous Manflurry, number two. <laughs> I can deal with that. Alrighty. I told you at the SmackDown I went to that all the kids marked out big time for Mark Henry, right? As they should. Big and old... they marked out when he was the New Day's tag team partner. <laughs> I bet. Okay. And, he just uh, walked out on him. He did. It was like... Nobody tells me what to do. It was kind of a shame because it felt like they ruined something that could have been... Magical. Yeah. I, I mean, I will... I always loved Rollins' interactions with the New Day. Yep. Because he would start out hating them and then be drawn into their antics. And he'd get into it and he'd be like, yeah. hey, part then of the team. Then he'd like shake himself like, what? <laughs> Um, I miss okay. Seth. You asked me, do you hate men? And the answer is no. No? No. Damn. Uh, Striking Yak asks, what is the worst inexplicable injury you've ever sustained? Like you wake up and immediately go, oh shit, what the hell? Uh, I've never been injured. I'm perfect. Um, I've had various and sundry bruises. Just... They show up. Hmm. I was running while drunk once and fell and skid on a uh, sidewalk. Scraped Perfect. up my huh? scraped up my forearms. Yeah, that would hurt. But I know how to take face bumps, so I did not suffer any brain damage. Nice. Nice. Um, let's see. I've had various bruises from my dog's tail. <laughs> that is a big old dog. She is. She made friends at the senior center this week. Yeah, tell that story. Okay, so. A lot of times I have about an hour to walk the dog, so I can let her basically pick her own route. And uh, she wanted to go by the senior center, and it was around lunchtime. So the seniors are in there having their lunch, and we walk past the window, and I'm not paying it too much attention. (laughs) When uh, we get past the door, and somebody yells, Can she have some ham? And so these two very sweet ladies invited us in. Uh, They had a little waiting room area, so we weren't in the dining hall proper. And they went and they got her pieces of ham and strawberry wafer cookies and very much love and attention. Aww. Yeah. So she was quite thrilled. (laughs) My dog just gets, compels people to give her food. What a good dog. She is wonderful. A great dog. Yeah. 
So that was about it for the questions on my end. Uh, you are significantly less popular than me, so did you get any questions? Yes, I did. Whoa. Seth Chodosh asks... Rollins? <laughs> the Colby Lopez situation. <laughs> More embarrassing tenure in TNA, Ric Flair or Mick Foley? Oof. Um, I think Mix was pretty much far less memorable. Yeah. So I would have to go with Flair, if only because he made Spike Institute an edict. Yes. Related directly to him. I would say that Ric Flair had the more embarrassing tenure, but at the same time, the far more entertaining tenure. Agreed. Foley was really phoning it in, and it was... He called Gunner a man-child. And no one knew what he meant when he was that short uh, stint where he was managing Gunner. Um, when he was with Fortune, they would ice him. Do you remember icing? Yeah. Where you'd have you have to chug a whole Smirnoff ice. Yes. It ice. I remember they did that once, and he chugged the whole thing, and then he just starts like licking his lips, really almost pornographically, and like slapping his chest. And you just think, man, Ric Flair, you really are the best. You are so gross and mm-hmm. just so weird, and we love you for it. Absolutely. So he wins the uh, the silver medal today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Seth Chodosh, not Kobe Lopez, uh-huh. also asks, um, also want to ask a human centipede question, but I can't think of a shitty journo besides Mass Man and the Dallas Lilt guy. And then he remembered, how about this? Human Centipede, Dixie Carter, Mike Quackenbush, Ian Rotten. Um, I would want to put Dixie in the front so she could try and spin it. <laughs> I like that. Um, I don't mind Quack as much as a lot of people. So does he eat and shit, or does he just eat shit? He would have to eat and shit. Okay, and then Ian doesn't even get the satisfaction. No, I mean, if I could if I could manage to alternate Dixie and Mike... In fact, you know what? Micah's going to go in front. Okay. He don't deserve that. No? No. He's kind of a shit. He's... I mean, to yeah. have Dixie Carter sewed into your ass is probably a punishment. Yeah, I suppose... Unless you're into that, in which case, you do you. Oh, uh, we ju- I just got a new one from Oatgan. Go for it! 25 seconds ago. Manflurry, thoughts on Mike Knox signing with NXT just now? Excited! I really liked Mike Knox back in the day. Yeah. Um, uh, ten years ago. He wasn't good after that at all, but maybe he'll be good again. Sure. Why the hell not? The, the Wyatts can always use a new member. <laughs> Oh, God, say it ain't so. He can be Sister Abigail. At least he'll be one of the better working ones. Okay. Oh, here's a question for you, Manflurry. Okay. Will they ever debut Sister Abigail as a person? No. No? No. What do you think? When was the last time you even talked about her? Bailey? Talked about her on this show. Sister Abigail. Yeah, Bailey. I hate you. Sister Abigail is Bailey. I hate you. We talked about this. I hate you. Um, I have questions. Are you out of questions again? Go. I, woo. I just got another God one. God wow. damn. Fuck. All right. Headbutt Stoppage asks, more impressive discovery. Gravitational waves or Scott Steiner inventing the 450? 
as a one and a half superfly. <laughs> <laughs> um, the gravitational the waves thing is pretty interesting, but I haven't seen like what does it mean to me? You know, the concept of Scott's Diner doing a four fifty is more mind blowing. And yet there is footage of it. Wow. Yep, he's the first person I can ever. I've ever seen do one. Dang. Um, it's far before he was Big Papa Pump, mind you, but... Of course. He was still a big bastard. All right, go on. Um, oh, it's my turn again? Yep. Minority Deport. Good name. WWE out of injury list at the end of the year. Over or under eight wrestlers? End of the year? <laughs> end of this year? <laughs> I would think they will have more than eight people. Yeah. Um, if you say, like, injured throughout the year, no doubt. If you say at a time... Yeah. I still feel like with the, the rash of injuries, when January 1st comes around, I believe eight people or more, over, over eight people, so nine people or eight people in Hornswoggle or whatever, will be out with injury in the WWE at that right moment. On. Yeah. Um... Headbutt stoppage. Any comment on the Kevin Keenan, Mandy Leon, and Delirious issue? Are you familiar with this? No. You have not been on Twitter, I see. Um, so, you know Delirious is the booker for Ring of Honor, right? Ba-ba-ba-ba. Okay. Um, basically, there was a thing where this ref, nerd, little guy, um, was hitting on, making advances toward Mandy Leon, and who, who is a Woman of Honor wrestler. Yeah. And uh, spanked her, and when Delirious caught wind of this, um, the following day, basically, came up and very forcefully fired this guy. Um, and then it was revealed, I don't know if this is true or not, but it was revealed that uh, Mandy Leon and Delirious are a couple. Okay. So, I guess the thing is, do you have any thoughts in general on a man sexually assaulting a woman? Don't. Don't do that. No, that's bad. I don't care. That was probably just a seriously unfortunate stroke of luck for him that that happened to be the booker's girlfriend. Yeah. But even at that, don't. As somebody who's, uh, you know, we talk about appropriate uh, reactions to things. Yeah. You know, to infractions. That's a decently appropriate one. Yeah, I would say sexual assault. You should get fired. At the very least, and with how close people are in wrestling, like yeah. the tight-knit friendships people form, he's probably lucky it ended there. Very true. So, yeah. I mean, Douchey as... thing to sexually assault someone, incredibly douchey and horrendously unlucky that it happened to be your boss's girlfriend. Yeah, and can be kind of weird with the power dynamic, you know, mm. dating a talent, yeah. but, you know, it's not like... That hasn't always been a thing forever, oh. literally, in wrestling, so... Oatgan swerved us. Did he? Mike Knox was a hoax. Damn. Fuck. Fuck! Uh, oh. You know what this means. I'm gonna kill Oatgan? Yeah. You can eat him if you want. I will eat him. For protein. And for fun. Make, make a shake out of him. <laughs> a Shira shake. Oh, God. <laughs> and oh, shake. Lovely. Okay, uh, and any police out there? You just heard Manflurry. 
agree to kill an Edo again. I'm going to so take that out. if he happens to go missing, I'm happy to sell him out. Uh, all right, I'm out of questions, Kath. Okay. Da, 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 da. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, it looks like I'm out as well. It's a lot of just comments. A lot, of, a lot of talking in my mentions. Same here. A lot of asinine notifications. Bunch of fuckboys out there. Yeah, and you're responsible for half of them. Well, I'm not a fuckboy, though. Yes, I'm you are. I'm a fuck man. And I right. am the strongest man in the After world. After Mark Henry. After Mark Henry. And Trent Beretta. Is he strong? Insanely. No. Yeah. Doubtful. Yes. Okay. I'll take your word for it, Kath. All right. You should. I'm a genius. Are you actually? I write fan fiction. You do. Write another one, Kath. I'm working on it. Okay. I'd probably do it Monday when I have some freaking time off. Well, then we can't be watching the Miz movie, can we? I can do many things at once. How? I'm a genius. Oh. Is that how you multitask? You have to be a genius? Yeah. Well, I'm a fucking idiot then. I know. How did you know? <laughs> I've, I've talked to you for more than five minutes. Yeah. This is the 21st episode, so we've talked to each other for probably a full day. More than a full day. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about where your life's going? You've talked That's to Strenuous bad. Man Flurry for more than a day worth of podcasts. Um, I also talk to people like Sunsweet and Striking There's, Yak, ugh. so that balances out the horribleness. They're so weak. Sunsweet's strong in hate. <laughs> She's better at hating than anyone I know. Yes, she is. Shout out to you, son. Shout out, Sunsweet. You don't listen to podcasts. She should. She should listen to this one. Yeah. And I guess we'll call it a day. Bye-bye. Well, thank you very much for doing this here podcast with me, the legal drinking episode of the podcast. To celebrate, I actually had a glass of scotch, so... Go man flurry. I might go grab a beer. Well, it's a little late for that now, isn't it, Missy? It's only 8 o'clock. Yeah, that's bedtime. Yeah, it's bedtime for you, old man. Exactly. And Good that night. I shall do after I edit meticulously this podcast. As well you should. So goodbye. Bye. See ya. Bye. Man flurry's turning heel. <laughs> See ya. Uh.